Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hi everyone, it's Claire here from the Business of Dance podcast and welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about bringing your studio into the 21st century. So welcome to the 21st century where floating cars, live-in robots and time machines may not exist yet, but technology does play a huge role in our lives and the success of our businesses worldwide. I touched on this in our blog series and I want to stress again, when it comes to the traffic you receive within your online social channels, it can determine the traffic of your in-studio success. So today I'm going to be discussing how to use technology to your advantage when promoting, advertising and setting up your studio to create your dream business and the dance community in your area. So how can you use technology to your advantage for your business? Let's dive into the show. Be sure to join our free community on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash groups slash business of dance. Come on over and share the love as you dance your way to the business you have always desired. Firstly, we want to set up a good base on social channels. So these include Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, etc. And this includes loading consistent photos and video footage and studio updates for your current families and also for those trying to find your studio. For some people, posting regularly may seem like a bit of a challenge or something that they might not be able to commit to, but there is heaps of different things that you can use online and different softwares that you can use to help you with this. For me personally, I use something called CoSchedule, which is a paid software, but for me, it gives a heap of variation and customization that I need for my different social channels. And it also uploads blog posts and things automatically to your website once connected properly, which is really fantastic. Now, also remember, you don't have to post different content to all of these different channels. A lot of the social channels have sharing function, which allow you to share a photo from Instagram straight to Facebook or a post from Facebook straight to Twitter. Snapchat is a little bit different, but I'm sure you, you, know, you can also share things like that by saving it to your phone and sharing it again. Currently, all of the live features are working extremely effectively reach-wise, uh, and so it's really fantastic to try and incorporate some of these into your posting schedule. So as I'm sure you'd be aware of Facebook Live, it's a great function you can use on your page and within your groups to check in live and do a short video. It doesn't have to be you talking directly to camera, although I find this to be super, super valuable and encourage everyone to do it. But you can also do a live video from a classroom of students performing a routine or, you know, undertaking a new activity or a warm up or even just a little tour of the studio where you have the camera facing to all the people within your studio, but you're doing a bit of like a like a live commentary, I guess. Instagram, in case you are unaware, has a new feature called Instagram Stories, which basically is a Snapchat ripoff, if I'm being honest, but you know, that's all right. It also has a live feature in the Instagram Stories. So these live 
live features. You go live like you do in the Facebook and everyone on Instagram gets notified. So then they can tune in and they can watch what you have, whatever you're doing live, which is fantastic. And then you also have the option to post it to your Instagram wall for the next 24 hours, I believe. And it's a really fantastic way to get the demographic of people on Instagram, which is a lot of our sort of, you know, tweens and teens who are sharing and living on Instagram. So it's a great way to connect with them and get them to share it with their friends and things like that. Something to also think about is being open to having multiple platforms to distribute your information. So for instance, how we were talking about in previous episode, starting a podcast, which is obviously an extra, extra type of thing, Facebook live streams, even a YouTube channel, as well as having a blog on your website. Now, for more information on blogging and tips and tricks, please refer to episodes three, four, and five, which was our benefits of blogging series. And we really dive in there about why you should have a blog, how to repurpose it, and all the different information regarding to blogs, as well as how it increases your SEO. So essentially, it has everything to do with blogging and episodes three, four, and five. And we also have some fantastic downloads for you to grab. But my main tip is to be as in many places as possible, but be consistent. And if you, if you can't keep up, that's okay. Select your two main platforms and try and do those really well. So it's important not to start something and then never show up because the algorithm, I'm sure you've heard about the Facebook algorithm or the Instagram algorithm. If you're not there, you're not going to get a really good organic reach. Having a YouTube channel is a great option to also showcase the talent in your studio. So routines from past concerts or Estevids or some things that the students have been working on. We all know there are so many copyright issues on Facebook currently and a lot of people are getting their videos ripped down due to music licensing and things like that. I have found YouTube to be generally better for this and then you can also share the link from YouTube on your website, on your Facebook. You can schedule it once a month. You can do so many things from it from there. You also never know who will see the videos or if it could go viral if you did like a funny a funny video or if you did a music video or something cool like that. This is a really great way to show the world your studio and get others interested in signing up. Now, the next point I'm going to touch on is consistency with your online branding. So branding really encompasses everything from your logo to your studio colors, your uniform, the font you use, the type of language. It really is all encompassing of the vibe and the feel and the style of your business. So it's really important to have reoccurring colors and a style that will help others find your studio with the online sources mentioned above. So you really want to stand out of the crowd and help others identify your distinct business and studio. So for my studio, we are mostly turquoise and black. So all of our logos are circular and we keep everything within that. And our sort of brand tag that we use across a lot of different platforms is our lightning bolt that goes through our name. So my studio's name is Dance Energy and in our logo, a big lightning bolt goes through both of the ends and we use this lightning bolt on our photos, on our uniforms, in our newsletters, on social media. It's really everywhere and the blue that we use is really identifiable and people know us for being that color. That's not to say that you have to have a lightning bolt or some type of uh, image or little cartoon character that goes across everything, but just really being mindful of the different colors and everything that you're using and try and keep it as consistent as possible so that people can really identify your studio and really pick it out from a crowd. 
You can easily set up social templates on softwares such as Canva, which is free, and plan out time once a week to load all of those photos into the template and save it and schedule it out to Facebook or Instagram or whatever you want to use. And this will really ensure brand consistency if every image has your logo or a border or your little image or something like that. Alternatively, you can also create a brand guideline, which is basically a document that outlines your logo, the colors you use, the font you use. Uh, the style, anything else that you identify your brand by and create a system about how to add the photos to the template from Canva and then get a VA or an admin assistant to take over the job. So it's something that you don't have to do, but you know is being done extremely well and is going to create a really fantastic online presence for your studio. Another tip to bring your studio into the 21st century is moving your studio towards becoming mostly, if not all, paper-free. So I'm sure you've heard it a thousand times about you know little Jenny or whatever losing her note and not knowing what's happening what date is this what time is that blah 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 you've heard it we've all heard it so emailing the information that parents need when signing up or studio updates is a really great way to make sure there's a trail of everything and that's not to say and I know and you know that people still lose emails, but it's a really good way that you can then forward it to show them that they did receive it and is a really great way for you to track everyone opening things and things like that. So if you can, using as little paper as possible is really fantastic because it will result in less important papers and forms getting lost or chewed by the dogs and things like that. Not to mention it is much more environmentally friendly and economical. Now, we all know that our teenagers and our kids are glued to their phone, but there's a lot of negatives that come with that, but there's also a few positives. So in this day and age, it's really fantastic to try and use our students' tech-savvy upbringing to our advantage. So now, although phones may not be permitted in the dance class, having students occasionally film for special occasions or to, you know, when they've completed a routine they've been working on, take pictures or snap or insta story etc is a really great way for them to really celebrate what they have been learning and feel really accomplished as well as share it with other friends or family members and it could be a great way to grow your business any type of share or connection on social media is really just sort of broadening your scope within the community Getting the kids to use studio hashtags, location markers or geotagging is a great way to get the kids excited and share with their friends. For concerts and special occasions, you can also create a custom Snapchat filter for your students, parents and team to use. Now, you can create this yourself and or you could get someone to you know, make it for you quite cheaply. But it's basically a Snapchat filter when you load it up. And I'm going to include the link in the show notes. It's just on Snapchat's website. But basically what you do when you, you create the image of what you'd want to be and a filter basically is like a border that would have your studio colors. Or for instance, it was the concert, you'd have like your concert logo or the, the title or the theme or like my first concert, our first day at dance, etc. You could really go bonkers with it. But how it works it is that you then can create like a time sort of frame of when you want that to be used as well as location. So it only becomes available to people when they're at that location during that time so that not everyone in the world can be using that filter, obviously. So for instance, save your concert was from like the 30th of November to the 2nd of December. You'd set it within that time frame and at your concert location, whether that be at, you know, the school hall or the local theater. So when kids and parents and things are rocking up and they're taking photos, they can put that filter on. And when they share it out, it has all of your studio information 
and it just it looks fantastic it's bright it's fun it's a great way for the kids to interact share the experiences that they're currently doing as well as get information out there you can also do fun things like you know first day back at dance and things like that which is a great way to you know get students involved and sharing things on social media You could even ask kids to create their own ideas for a Snapchat filter and, you know, use that. But getting them involved and using their skills to attract others and their friends to be future or potential clients and students is really fantastic. Do keep in mind, though, when you're starting to sort of bring this into your studio to be sure to review your social media policies if you're starting to encourage this in the classroom. You can always ask students to only share footage of themselves and things like that, but it's really important to make sure that you're covered and the students are protected because we don't want to be sharing anything that shouldn't be shared. Our next tip to bring your studio into the 21st century is outsourcing tasks. And outsourcing is one of my favorite things to do. But the beauty of the internet is you can get practically whatever you desire online, which may sound a bit strange, but if you use it to your advantage to grow your business, you could see a huge difference with student signups and profitability. Basically, if you don't know how to do something, pay someone to do it for you. In episode two of the Business of Dance podcast, we talked about hiring a virtual assistant through a company like Fiverr or Upwork. So I'd really recommend going back and listening to that. But basically, online, you can give your VA tasks and things to take some of the load off you and really make sure that you're getting more things done in your studio and you have the ability to work on your studio to grow your studio. So if you don't have time getting someone else to write that blog post, design your logo, set up your website, create your brand guideline, etc., is a really easy way to, you know, free up your time and make sure all of those important things are getting done. Now, I completely understand that not everybody has the funds to do it all at once, but I would really recommend and encourage you to get someone to do something small for you, even if it's five hours a week or even less, one job a month. Just start small and I'm sure you will see the absolute best benefit and what it can do for allowing you more mind space as well as more time to then work on attracting more students to your studio, which at the end of the day, most of us are trying to do. So basically, don't be afraid to get assistance, help or someone else to provide a service when you have so many other things to worry about, aka running a studio. It's important to build a team and not feel guilty that you got others to help or that you didn't do it yourself because everyone plays a role in your team and your role is being the boss or the studio owner. So I really encourage you to know your lane and stay in it. Now, my next tip, although may slightly contradict the previous point, is first learn yourself, then educate others. So it again, it may contradict the previous point I just made, but learning how to do the new things or building another skill useful for your studio or something you can teach your staff, students or assistants to do in the future is extremely beneficial. And I'm a huge advocate for you to be able to know how everything works in your studio so you can really be across everything and also have the capability of training others in the future. The internet is your oyster, so use it to your advantage and teach yourself something new. For instance, build a new skill and learn how to use a new social channel helpful to your business. As great and useful as it is to have others do tasks for you, it's also great to know how to do them yourself, either in a case of emergency if someone's sick and can't do it, or just something to put in your knowledge bank so that you know you have the capability of you know checking if you are happy with how it's functioning and how it's working, as well as being able to train someone else in the future. In my opinion, learning is never over within your studio and in life. So this also helps you to stay up to date with new technology, programs, apps, and studio advancements and keeps you in the loop. 
At the end of the day, technology is not to be feared but embraced and learning a new skill or platform can be daunting. Be patient, allow yourself time to learn and get the hang of it And if it is still frustrating, grab a glass of wine and try again. And if you're still stuck, well, Google it. (laughs) Thank you again for joining me for another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. I'm so excited to be bringing you these episodes each week and I hope that you learned something today about bringing your studio into the 21st century. I look forward to catching you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.